Cliff Central is turning one, and to celebrate, we're giving away half a million rand in smartphones. Half a million rand in smartphones. You could win just by listening to Cliff Central on WeChat every day during every show. Yeah, baby. If you want an upgrade or you need a new smartphone, we'll hook you up. Win with Cliff Central and WeChat for the month of April and visit cliffcentral.com for details. T's and C's apply. It's time for a WeChat workout. WeChat. Go to the Cliff Central account. Tab connect. Then message to show. On radio. On radio. More of the good stuff. Cliffcentral.com. Good morning, fabulous people. We just want to thank God for another fabulous Thursday morning. We are holding it right here at the Cliff Central with the Fashion Lab team. The Fashion Lab is the first African fashion business radio show to go live in Africa, and it's hosted by myself, Lisa Gumbo Regisford, my co-host, Morwick Peterson. Good morning, Fabsters. And our fabulous in-house trend analyst, Kayla Stambul. Good morning, Liz. Before we continue... I just need to ask, are you okay? I mean, you look fabulous today, but um, as you, you don't have no bruises on there, we're just trying to check if you're still good. Are you doing well? You know what? I'm not trying to joke this morning. I'm just saying that, you know, I hadn't had them braids on last week and they kind of just pulled my neck back and uh, now I'm feeling good. I'm having my natural uh, afro going on here and uh, nobody harmed me, thank God. So... I know you're making the jokes, but it's not a joke. I mean, we want to be in a peaceful country. Yes. Uh, we want to be in Africa safe. And we just want you to know, as your fellow South African co-hosts, that mm-hmm. we do not support xenophobia. We are 100% behind you, and we are so happy to have you. Yeah, and we thank you, Liz. And Liz, and I must tell you all, <laughs> we must thank you for a positive contribution to our beautiful country. Thank you so much, Liz. Thank you very much. Moving on along. This is the show that dissects the business behind fashion. And uh, through the Fashion Lab show, we identify fashion business professionals. And we are partnering with them just to elevate business relations, to develop this African fashion industry and the business behind it. A very good morning and a warm welcome to all of Fabsters. My name is Mike Peterson and I'm a co-host on the Fashion Lab. We have a fun, exciting and very informative lineup for all of you. On today's show, excuse me, over to you, Kayla. Good morning, everybody. You're listening to Kayla Stamble. I'm our in-house trend analyst for the Fashion Lab team. I'm very excited to be part of this team. And um, this show is really just, it will be focused on the different aspects and elements and dynamics of the fashion industry in Africa and beyond. And we are so excited to be here once again. Kayla, just for those of our listeners today who don't know what a trend analyst is, could you just give uh, shed some light on that? Yes, okay. So um, basically, Liz, um, a trend analyst, what they do is that they predict future trends and products. Um, basically, that's what they do, sorry. And it's just, it's very important for trend analysts to have a vast knowledge of fashion and to really get to know upcoming trends. But to do that, you need to know past trends as well. So it all sort of just links together. Yeah, so what are you predicting the show is going to be like today, Miss Kayla? I predict that we're going to have an awesome show today, so you better stay listening. So listen, guys, you know me, I'm always the one that has the breaking news and exciting news to share with you. If you guys haven't heard or read about it, um, the Department of Trade and Industry, the DTI, has pumped in $200 million into the South Africa's bleeding textile industry. I just wanted to quickly share 
That with you guys. Sorry, Lizzie. Wow, that's a lot of money. Is that like per person? No, you're dreaming. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow, that's, 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 you know, that's a positive thing. That this is, this is power. I mean, 200 million. Now, what's the timeline? The timeline, it's going to be over um, a period of five years and it's just pumped into different um, segments and different um, departments. I just think that since it's a five-year plan, do you guys feel that 200 million is enough considering the different industries that are within the fashion industry? I mean, you have manufacturing, you've got production, you've got retailers, you've got designers. For me, it just it doesn't seem like enough to, to be over five years. I uh, mean, um, how much do you have? Did you pick <laughs> down the street? Yes. Did you get two rand? What did you get for free? <laughs> as long as I'm just in, in that 200 million, I'm all good. <laughs> no, I think it's a, it's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful initiative. I mean, it was, it was established to stabilize employment, um, and improve the competitiveness of South Africa's clothing, textile, footwear, leather, leather goods, um, manufacturing industry. So I think that, Positive things should come out of that for Africa. Definitely. And I think it's also better than the Pharrell Woolworths thing. Oh, of course. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, so moving on along. <laughs> Today we are definitely dissecting, as we do in the lab, and debating around a very crucial topic within the fashion industry. And uh, what we want to really push out today and discuss is how to start a fashion business or just starting a fashion business. And business, not a fashion thing. <laughs> you know, some people start a fashion thing and then they say, I've got a fashion business. But anyway, um, fashion business is, is a very important thing. I feel like also because of the fact that we stand um, as one of the um, projects or, or teams that want to um, play a role in, in developing and elevating this industry. Um, we're going to obviously be discussing um, the role as an African fashion industry, what role we are playing um, in it and how we are elevating the economy from a business perspective. We're going to be joined in studio today by Ryan Keys, who's the owner and head designer at Keys Fashion. Exciting. And we also are going to be joined by Anita Stanbury, who is the CEO of South African National Fashion Council. She will be calling in shortly, so I think it's going to be exciting. Lizzie, I am, I'm very pleased for real that, you know, we have the opportunity to engage with, um, the CEO, Ms. Anita Stanbury, um, from the South African National Fashion Council, just to give us, um, a bit more insight, you know, as to the type of funding that they're giving. And I know there's, um, an EETD fund that they have, which is, um, Emerging Establishment and um, Talent Development, um, program funding. And I mean, just how they've broken it down is amazing into, I think five pillars. So it's going to really give everyone a nice insight as to where do you fit in and how can you go about getting the funding? Yeah, I think that's so important. And you know, it's really, it's really hard to start a fashion business. I think that's one thing that people don't realize is that talent is not going to get you a fashion yeah. business. It might make you a great designer, but if you want to make money and that is the main objective is to make money, there's a lot more work that goes into it. There's a lot of thought that goes behind it there's production you have to be a business head to Definitely. really to to establish a successful fashion business because we know that there are many out there but there are not many that can say they are a successful fashion business so that's why i think that this show today is about starting a fashion business it's going to be great we've got an amazing designer in studio with us that has started his own fashion business and we're going to get so much insight from him as to the different challenges that he went through um establishing his fashion business Wow. Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? There's, that was there's 200 million coming from the other side, from the DTI. Then you've got the South African National Fashion Council holding it down, also trying to support um, 
the local industry is very exciting. So um, we will be joined by Anita Stanbury. Um, we're going to just see if she's online yet. We're just waiting to get her on the line. But I would just like to, if you know, if there's any comments and views from everyone that's listening, please, our platform, our social media platform, um, at cliffcentral.com. Also, you can tweet us on Fashion Lab African. Um, you can call in, please. We would love to hear your views and your comments. And our number in studio is 0861555189. Also, you can catch us on WeChat, um, add us, um, Cliff Central as the official account. And um, you can just send your message to the studio. Um, yeah, so please, 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 Fabsters, send us um, your views, your comments. I mean, it is a very, very interesting show. Great stuff. We've got Anita on the line. All right. Hi, Anita. Hello, good, Anita. Good morning. Hi. Good morning, Anita. How are you? Thank you. Morning, Liz, and morning, Mark and Kayla. It's very nice to, to be chatting with you this morning. Thank Good you morning. So much. Good morning. Very Martin. excited. Very excited. Anita, we are so excited to have you. Thank you for making time to um, join us in this conversation. Um, we just would like to get straight to things, but we really appreciate what you're doing as the South Africa National Fashion Council within this space to elevate um, the industry or the stakeholders. We love what you're doing. Anyway, could you give us a bit of a background around who SANFC is and what role you're playing within the industry? Absolutely. Um, so the South African Fashion Council uh, was an initiative that was started um, through discussion with the Department of Trade and Industry as well as um, the industry in South Africa in the fashion value chain. And they started to think about this in about 2011 so it tells you, um, you know, how, how long it takes to go from an idea to actually functioning. Um, and we got set up in uh, 2014. I actually got appointed to start up the South African Fashion Council. And we're really there as an overarching body to try and see how we can coordinate what happens in the fashion industry in South Africa. So it really is about finding out what are the challenges that face uh, the business of fashion in South Africa and what is it that we need to do and where do we need to put assistance in in order to be the catalyst that can help to cause change and to help create jobs and grow the industry here in South Africa? Very nice, Anita. Um, Anita, it's Morwick here. <laughs> because Hi, there's, there's three of us in studio, so I don't want you to get confused. <laughs> He's the only man. <laughs> <laughs> so, Anita, um, very interesting, you know, that the fund has been broken into, like, different structures and, you know, different pil um, pillars, sorry. But what I want to ask you is, whom do you cater for and what criteria do you use to decide which fashion industry professional do you support? Okay, we actually cater um, for all of the role players in the fashion value chain. So you talked about the five pillars, Mark, and that's, that's really important because we're putting the bulk of our funding into what we call pillar one, yes. which is around the phase development of designers. So we're really having a look at, at aspirant student designers, we're looking at emerging designers who've only been um, maybe participating as, as real designers for about one to five years. We're looking at established designers who are five years plus, and we're looking at headline talent, um, those professional designers that are, already have a name for themselves but must probably still need help 
um, to grow their market share and to get into international markets. And then we, we need to have a look as pillar number two at education and trying to understand where are the educational challenges because we have a lot of fashion education colleges across South Africa. Yes. Some of them are accredited and some of them are not. And trying to make sure that if somebody's going to go and study at a fashion college that they're going to get value for money and that they know that after paying all that money that they're going to be able to add real value and they're going to be employable in the sector. Absolutely. We also, um, yeah, because that's critical, you know, people want to know that when they employ people that they're going to be the right people. Um, We're then looking at international exposure and profiling and trying to, first of all, um, not only get our designers into international events, but also to get international individuals coming to South Africa to understand what it is that we're doing here in our fashion value chain. Pillar number four is we're looking at celebration and recognition of what is happening in our fashion industry in South Africa. And our fifth pillar is to, to put the word out there to say, how do we get private sector to also start to help this development process yeah. of the South African Fashion Council. Because, you know, it's wonderful that the, the Department of Trade and Industry and the Industrial Development Corporation are putting funding in to help assist with this fashion fa- uh, value chain growth. But we also need to, to understand that as private sector, we need to take a stand as well and say, right, um, who drives the value chain? We know the major retailers drive it. And, um, and how do we make sure that the value chains behind each of those major retailers get developed as well? Because that's also part of fashion. You know, we've, we've got to design garments for, for formal retail. We've got to design garments for independent retail. We need to design garments even for businesses um, such as airlines and banks and mm, yeah. police. You know, we tend yeah. to forget when we talk about the fashion industry um, that it encompasses a whole lot more than just individual designer garments. And, um, and I think that's when we think about the business of fashion is we have to look at the full value chain and the full value that can be added to the South African economy. Wow. 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 <laughs> Impressive. <laughs> Hi, Anita. You're listening to Kayla. Um, Hi, I especially Kayla. love what you said about the accreditation because I know that um, coming from Fashion College, there's so many people that I've come across and they've had to literally restart their studies because colleges that they went to didn't have the proper accreditation. So I think that that's yeah. something that is so important if you really want to make it as a, as a designer and if you actually want people to hire you. My question to you is, where do you see the future for the African fashion industry? I think we actually have a brilliant future ahead of us. And it's because of the fact that we've spent the last 10 years doing research into what is going to drive our fashion, clothing, and textile industry going forward. So we need to understand that uh, when we talk about the fashion industry in South Africa, in order to help these amazing designers that we have, all these independent individual designers, we first of all have to make sure that they have availability of things like raw material, that they mm-hmm. have availability of, um, of uh, cup make and trim manufacturers who can actually manufacture for them. So there's an issue around skills development. There's an issue um, around looking at what SARS is doing with the 22% duty on fabrics that are coming into this country, the availability of raw materials. It's also having a look at uh, printing, at dyeing capability. 
and then understanding about market platforms. So what we as the South African Fashion Council understand is that as much as we are very much focused on our individual designers and our independent designers, we also have to have an equal focus on our formal retail because it's only when we have economies of scale and we are working very hard on doing an, um, something called quick response and fast fashion, which is predominantly in your formal retail sector. Now, uh, by getting our local retailers to grow from 25% local to 40% local procurement of South African product, they will see a growth in employment from 80,000 to around 155 to 200,000 jobs in this country. Wow. Now, that automatically will give you a growth in what I was talking about earlier, your availability of skills, of manufacturing, of printing, dyeing, trims, etc. And that will then automatically start to assist your smaller independent designers so that they will have availability of those things for their businesses. Wow. So it's really looking at a very strategic view and a large overarching view of our industry and not being just myopic on independent designers. Wow, you heard it all here. This is Anita Stambury from South Africa Fashion National Fashion Council, um, just sharing at, sharing with us what they do and how they're playing a role in supporting this um, amazing African fashion industry. Anita, we really want to thank you for your time. We thank you for shedding some more light into what you are doing, and I'm sure that our audience, our listeners, are also going to be able to um, leave knowing and having a bit more information. I'm sure. Where can we find? Where can our listeners find you? Um, do you have a website? Uh, Absolutely. Let me um, let me explain to you. So at the moment, we we're very fortunate um, because we're government funded. Um, we obviously don't get a lot of budget, but we've been very fortunate that Saatchi and Saatchi have offered to put up a website for us. So we don't yet have a website. But if any of the listeners would like to contact us directly, they can either send it to info at SANFC. So send us an email at info at SANFC.co.za or to myself, Anita, at SANFC.co.za. Or they can contact us on 021-412-1446. So that, that means that they can get hold of us. And as soon as uh, we've got our new website up and running, then we'll be able to also start interacting via the website as well. And they can also interact with us on Twitter or on Facebook because we have an SANFC uh, Twitter, web, uh, Twitter site and um, a Facebook site as well. Thank you very much, Annette. It was lovely having you, you in our conversation, and we look forward to seeing you or working with you soon. Thank you so I'm much. I'm really Annette. looking forward to it. Thank you for the wonderful work you guys are doing with Fashion Lab as well. It's really brilliant. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. Have a fantastic day ahead of you. You too. Bye-bye then. Bye-bye. That was Anita Stanbury from the South African National Council of Fashion. Um, don't forget to tweet us at Fashion Lab or at um, cliffcentral.com. We'd like to hear your comments. We just got a comment from someone that says, how can I get my hands on that capital, <laughs> the 200 million? <laughs> you and I both. <laughs> and me too. Make, make it three. <laughs> and that is why we're here. And that's exactly why we just had Anita on the line because there are funds available to help develop the fashion industry. But, and so many of us don't know exactly how to tap into those funds. Yeah. So the best way is, um, going onto, 
um, or getting in contact with the South African National um, Fashion Council and, you know, they will give you more detailed information as to um, how do you co- qualify and yep. Wow, that was so exciting. So there's the two mil, there's <laughs> 200 mil, and then there's the SA um, National Fashion Council. Um, I'm sure this is something we can def- def- definitely replicate um, in other parts of Africa, and that's how we look at African fashion and development. And uh, we are um, going to be uh, taking a small break, and we'll be right back. Right back. With Ryan Keys in studio. Sorry, that was... It has been locked away from the eyes of the world, chained, never to be released. But now, it wants to get out. Stay tuned to Clef Central weekdays to find out how you can unleash the Jeep Renegade. Find hidden codes and videos posted by Jeep SA, and you could win Jeep Renegade prizes. As well as become the person to single-handedly unleash the Jeep Renegade upon the shores of South Africa. Are you renegade enough? I'm a renegade, I just hit the ground running. Visit unleashrenegade.co.za to find out. Tease and seize the blood. Uncensored. Unradio. Clipcentral.com. If you... <laughs> Thank you, Caleb, for, 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 for taking for taking my platform. If you have just joined us, all our beautiful Fabsters, welcome. You are tuned in and listening to the Fashion Lab right here on CliffCentral.com. And my name is Moik Peterson, and I am one of the co-hosts on the show. I'm joined in studio by the fabulous African beautiful queen, Miss Liz Richford Agomba, hey, hey. and our trend analyst, Miss Kayla. Uh, right now in studio, we have an amazing guest. I mean, he is a fashion designer. He is a business entrepreneur. Um, he goes by the name of Ryan Keys. Ryan, a very good morning, sir, and welcome onto the Fashion Lab. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Welcome, Ryan. Morning. Now, Ryan and I go way back. I don't want to say way back because we're still very young. So yeah. we go back like... Three years ago, <laughs> we studied together and I'm, he started his own fashion business and I'm so happy. We are so happy to have you on the show and we celebrate your success with you. And that is exactly why you're here. That is why we invited you on the show. And for those of you, obviously I know who Ryan Keys is, but for everyone out there that is listening, who is Ryan Keys and where did it all begin? Well, I finished studying. I studied, I studied obviously a couple of years ago. I finished when I was still 21. Straight after that, then I went down quite down, big down the bridal route. And then from there, obviously built up a bit of capital. And then I started up Keys Fashion properly, went down the big retail, the whole retail route. And now I show on Fashion Week. And yeah, I'm, I'm loving every minute of it. I'm wow. International <laughs> Waters is next. <laughs> wow. Ryan, I'm, I'm, I'm really so inspired, you know, by your story and you having your own store. And as we know, um, you own your own store. You manufacture all your garments in South Africa. They're all locally produced. Mm. We visited your store not so long ago and just the welcome in your store was absolutely amazing. Um, to all our listeners, his store is absolutely 
beautiful sorry very beautiful now Ryan I want to know because you know I'm in the fashion industry too mm-hmm. and I'm a designer too and what was your main challenge you encountered you know opening up your own store you know what I definitely found that people are very intimidated by the age thing yeah so because I am very young I mean I'm 23 so a lot of people look at me and think <laughs> you're basically wow. a child so, <laughs> wow. so I mean if a lot of people look at you and they're like okay can you actually make a gown can you make can he, what can he actually do? Has he had any experience and all of those different things? And then I also found that with it, a lot of the local industry people, people also look at you and they think that you're going to be a one hit wonder. You're going to show up once on fashion week and you're never going to show again or, you know, like people want to see you there in their faces week after week after week, every single fashion week. So it is, there was a lot, there was a lot of challenges, but I've definitely, I, I mean, I've overcome them now, yeah. obviously a year down the line. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there was, there's, there's definitely a lot of challenges and I do think that the South African industry, we do need to be a little bit more open-minded and support local. Yes. Which, which I don't think a lot of people are doing. So, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm like, I'm chuffed with the way that everything is going with my business and, and I think, <laughs> I think for better days as well. I think for uh, more success. Ryan, tell us, um, obviously you've got a shop now. Mm. You've got clientele, very good clientele. You've been showcasing. In shows like you just showcased at SA Fashion Week. Um, you've just done so much within such a short time. Obviously, the topic of our conversation mm-hmm. today is running more towards starting a fashion business. And obviously, yeah. we're using you as a young, um, successful so far African yeah. fashion designer who has a long mm-hmm. way to go, but who's already started doing what you're doing. doing. Um, it's very interesting to just share with our listeners um, today um, based on just what channels, you know, what channels you use to get your brand to where it is today in like two seconds. Because I'm a designer too, yeah. and, and, and y- you've gone very quick, which yes. is very good. So <laughs> would you share that um, with our listeners? You know what? I mean, a lot of people have been very, very shocked at how quickly I have become, like I am in people's faces, and I do make all the different magazines. So a lot of people are very shocked about that. I would definitely say we're very, very prevalent on social media. So we're in people's faces with all of those things. I'm a go-getter. So whether it's magazines, whatever it is, I will go to them and be like, what are your new briefs? What is happening? You know, what, what can I give you that I'm going to get something out of? What am I, or how can I get a feature? You know what? You need to be in people's faces in order for people to be like, oh, like who, who is this Keys Fashion? Who's Ryan Keys? Who, what is, what is going on with this company? You know, and I think that that's what a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of people need to do. If you are starting up your own business, you need to be in people's faces. People need to be intrigued and be like, who is this person? Do a little bit of research into you. You need to be in the magazine's faces. You need to be speaking to them and being like, what are your briefs? What, what what's coming out in the coming out issues you know is it a bridal shoot i mean you know i mean magazines will even come to me now and say listen we need something for the front page we if we need something for the front cover will you make something so i mean so you really basically just go at it you I don't go sit it, no. on your backside and <laughs> no, no, wait no. for funding you know what yeah yeah no, that's exactly <laughs> it you know a lot of people i think feel that it needs to be handed to them it's mm. far from that you need to go out there and take your piece of that, you know, like take it, take it from everyone. I mean, there's 500 other designers like within like a kilometer radius of you. Everyone's trying to fight for the same thing. You need to go out there and make it happen. Stop wasting time, you know. <laughs> Don't just say, oh, I'll do it in a month's time and stuff like, you know, done this different thing. Stop wasting time. Go out and do it, you know. So, so I think that a lot of people are very intimidated. Just go out and do it. I mean, if someone says no to you, someone says no to you. A lot of people have said no to me. So 
go out and do it and make it happen. And that's very what true. I, yeah, and that's very true. And, and that's what I love about you because even when we came to your store the other mm. day, we could feel the energy. You're a person who is in your shop 24-7. Yeah. If it was a 24-hour <laughs> store, you would be in there. Yeah. So obviously you're also putting yourself in front of your clients yeah. you're letting you're filling the space you're seeing how your people work in the back mm. you you're literally there and i think that that is a very um key factor as yeah. well when it comes to running a fashion business a lot of people sometimes feel like okay i've already set up a shop there and i've already shown in 20 million shows so i can just now be on holiday on a holiday <laughs> i mean and how do you yeah how do you really um connect how do you keep your database how do you keep your clients happy how do you even know what's really wrong or right with what you're doing how do you keep up so i think you're doing you're doing great i think i think so too and just um speaking about the location of your store i think because that is one thing that is very key you need to have also a good location Mm -hmm. what made you decide on the location where you are right now I, you know what, I, w- I looked for a long time. I definitely looked, I looked for probably over a year. Even when I was still in varsity, I was looking around where, where would my client be? Who am I trying to sell my clothes to? What, what car does she drive? What, what area does she shop in? What does she do on her weekends? So I looked at a lot of different things and eventually the, the current space in Parkhurst did become available. And, um, and since then, I mean, I certainly haven't looked back. I mean, I think I'm in everyone's faces. So it's not like you really can, <laughs> can ignore me regardless of whether you love me or hate me. So, so I think that that definitely, definitely did, did, has helped my business a hell of a lot. Yeah. But you need to look at everything. I mean, who exactly is your clientele? Who, who are you? What is your, what car does she drive? What areas does she shop in? What restaurants does she eat in? You really do need to look at absolutely everything before you decide to just, oh, let me just throw it in the middle of, you know, in the middle of town somewhere where you're like, oh, is my client going to park a car outside of there? Or, you know, you need to look at so many different things. So, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, I certainly wouldn't like, drive into town to spend 35000 or whatever it may be. So, I mean, you really do need to look at absolutely every single element. I love that you said that because... um um, as Ryan would know, when we were in college, we used to do this thing called customer profile. <laughs> and in that customer profile, you literally had to create a customer before creating a collection. And I think that's so important that you said mm. you need to know what car she drives, what she does, where she shops, where she lives. It's such important things. And I think that it's something that is overlooked yeah. by people. They they think, oh, I'm just going to start it. I'm just going to put it up and it's going to be fabulous and people are going to want it. Ryan, I do have a question for you. During mm. your design process, yeah. do you always stay true to yourself or do you feel any pressure to follow what the rest of the world is doing when it comes to trends? You know what? With me personally, I find... I, I I do what I want. I really don't care what everyone else in the world is doing. The problem is that if we look at other people too much, mm-hmm. we end up starting to follow their design aesthetic, yeah. which has which does become a problem. So, one thing I always say is stay true to who you are. You like it. There's a hundred. There's a hundred thousand other people out there that'll also like it. So don't sit there and change because oh no, it may be popular or whatever it is. Whatever or all the other designers are following. Stay true to who you are as a designer and. I would say never, never ever try and follow the pack because then it's going to be, there's, then there's copying. There's all sorts of different things that come through. I mean, there's too much inspiration taken from a bodice or a skirt or whatever it is. And you know, it can, it can like, it can really can, it can blow out of proportion. Yeah. So I would definitely say just like, you know, I stay true to who I am. I'll design it. I mean, I even, I'll get my, my entire team to go through something with me and I'll be like, okay, cool. Do you like this? Do you hate it? You know, I mean, it's certainly not just my opinion. I've got this 
500 people that there's so many people that have to see the garment and like it. So I'll say, does it like fit in with a brand? Do we, you know, who's going to buy it? Does it fit in with our clientele? So we go through all of that sort of stuff. And if it doesn't, we scrap the design completely or otherwise we modify it to make it work. So yeah, no, we, we definitely have to, you have to stay true to who you are. I, I, I really love that, Ryan. And just for the mere fact that, you know, it's, it's, the development side for me. And I mean, I think you employ about three, four people. Yeah. And I mean, you're creating jobs. Um, and I think that is something also very important that, mm. you know, as you go into business and you want to start a business, you should look at it for in, in the long run, right, you know, yeah. and I think with you, um, employing three, yeah. uh, three or four people that, yes, that I yes. saw that. And I think that is absolutely incredible. And I mean, a job well done from my side. Mm. I just want to add on that I appreciate. Um, I know that there's a lot of people running to China now within yeah. the industry. And I feel like back to what Morwick, just adding on to what Morwick says is we are creating jobs as well. Mm. And I feel like from a development perspective, you can only develop you can start with you and then you move it to the next level. If I'm buying from China because I'm tired of production drama, we all have production drama. Mm -hmm. Really, how does it bring back to the economy? How does it bring back to my space? How do I enlarge my territory? How do I enable my space and the people around me? So I think that Keeping it local is important. And I have also, because of um, production challenges, I've also realized that, like you say, you've got three, four people in the back. And I think that's the way. It doesn't mean you have to get a whole, you know, workshop with like 20 women or 20 people working in. I think you can start small and be surprised that I've also stopped um, working. I used to produce in Woodstock and do my production in Woodstock for like large scale. Large scale is like my 15, 20 units per style. (laughs) But I'm just saying, and as a a designer, I'm just saying that now I've found that I can have my little workshop behind uh, my space and have my people working there. Sometimes it's two, three, but I can produce so much because my, I'm not mass. So I think it's also about each designer out Mm. there understanding that, you know, if you're mass, you can still go to factories. There's factories in South Africa that are yeah. still running and, and still, um, avail, open for business. Yeah. But then on the flip side, if you're producing, like Ryan's stuff is very, um, haute couture. It's very, it's very, um, it's very unique. And I, and I think it's obviously more for the exclusive girl who wants yeah. exclusivity and therefore you don't produce in mass, but yeah. you've already found a solution mm. right in your space to create jobs develop your space yeah. so you're developing your brand but also developing the other people yeah i think it's interesting that you said that liz because i truly believe that in order to alleviate so many problems in south africa we need to start in africa not even south africa we need to start producing things locally i mean the production in in africa has died down because of people running to africa i mean china yeah. has built its whole economy on producing things for people. I mean, Very true. and how many people are in China? Like a billion, you know? <laughs> and Very I mean, true. in Africa, we can do that. It can create jobs. Like there are so many jobs within the industry that is skill is not even needed. You just need to be shown how to do something and be able to apply that skill. And I think, I honestly think that if we just really focus on this, if we can get the fashion industry or yeah. the retail industry, whatever you want to call it, to make locally produced things, we can, alleviate poverty in Africa. I'll go as far as saying we can alleviate poverty in Africa. I just want to add this um, to this whole conversation because today, I mean, we're dissecting, you know, how do you start a business within the fashion industry? And I think sometimes what people forget, fashion is like any other business. So the first thing for me 
and I, I, I really want to emphasize on this, is register your company, register <laughs> your brand. Yeah. And then second of all, get your tax clearance certificate because for all the funding, for you to get your hands on inappropriate, that was asking, how do I get my hands on the 200 million? You need to have those two documents. It is very important because government funding, you need to have your company papers registration and then also your tax clearance. That is something that is very important. I just wanted to add that little bit of my say because this is the business of fashion, isn't it? Yes, I do. I do want to emphasize on that, Mike, because so many of us will say, yeah, but I've got a business and nobody wants to help me and I can't get funds. Is your business registered? Do you ha- do you have everything in order? If you had to go to the DTI or the IDC and they say, this is what you need to produce in order to get this funding, are you prepared for the channels that you need to face? Because everything is challenging. Nothing is going to be easy. You need to overcome those challenges and you need to make sure that you follow the correct channels so that you can have access to these funds because they are there to help us. They're exactly. not there to hide the funds away from us and say that we can't have it. They're there to help us. Yeah. So if, if people are designers out there, small businesses, whatever, you really need to make sure that you've got everything in order in order to have a successful business. No, I, I'm just, I just really wanted to say that um, because a lot of times I engage with designers who's been in the industry for about, say, 10, 20 years. And you speak to them and you tell them, hey, there's funding available. And you tell them, oh, I need your tax clearance certificate. I need your company registration. And they're like, we don't have that. And I'm like, how are you operating? You know, you want to grow as a business, as an individual. Um, and I think Liz was the first person once when I spoke to her and she said, here's all the paperwork. There you go. <laughs> and I was like, wow. And I was like, wow. Yeah, I think it's, um, it's uh, again, like back to our topic. Obviously, we are dissecting the business behind fashion. And today we are focusing on starting a fashion business. And Ryan Keys is here with us from uh, Keys Fashion, who's also been able to share some insights of how he is where he is today. Um, truly, um, I was quite like when you said you're 23, I was like, oops. But I also <laughs> was surprised. But I think that this is um, this is the way to change the game. And I love the fact that you're so gutsy and that you have just decided that this is what I'm doing and get out of my way right. and move. So not necessarily sitting, waiting for funding and stuff. When funding comes and you have the right energy, you're already doing the best that you can do within your space and within your situation, then the funding is just an add-on. Add-on mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, when you sit and you haven't have, you have nothing, ex- you don't like, they say you don't even have your paperwork, but you're waiting on funding. Even mana will not fall from heaven. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. Brian, what do you think? What are you parting? Sh- yeah. You know what? Like, I think that definitely with it, I can definitely say to any young person, regardless of whether it's a fashion business or whatever it may be, Get off your ass. <laughs> like, there's no other way to it. Very true. You need to, you need to go and make it happen. I mean, don't be like, oh, like, I mean, I'm a personal trainer. I don't want to, you know, go out there and start an online store or start a website. I mean, something as small as that. I mean, because they want to get a better body. Go out and do it. Don't, don't sit back and wait a month, two months. I mean, you're two months behind already. There's <laughs> someone else who started their business today and that is two months ahead of you. So get up, do it. I mean, don't think, I mean, starting up your own business is going to be a nine to five either. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I leave there at 12, one o'clock. I leave work 12, one o'clock. I'm back there first thing in the morning. I mean, and you have to put on a brave face, smile, do what you need to do, accomplish the day. So, so I mean, literally with it, just literally, it's just a matter of pushing, pushing and pushing and pushing. You can't sit back and wait for this 200 million to fall into your lap mm. because it's not going to happen. 
Get everything ready. Get everything ready so that if it does come up, you can get it yes. and it can push your business further. Very nice. But don't sit there and think that things are just going to be handed to you at all. Work hard. And Ryan, I think that the age that we're living in right now, we're so privileged that we've got social media. Mm. I yeah. mean, you know how much it's worked for you. You put something out there. People see it. You get the word out. I mean... Back in the day, people didn't even have phones. I don't know how they did it. I don't know how Coco Chanel and, you know, all those people, you know, got their brands out there. And we're so fortunate to have all these different channels. Like mm. you said, you go to magazines, you, you, you uh, go onto your social media sites, you mm. let people, you in people's faces Jesus. all the time. And I know that because I've watched a couple of shows and I'm like, Oh, dressed by Ryan Keys. Okay. <laughs> like, <Yes>. hey, Ryan. <laughs> yes. Wow. Our lines are open for all of our listeners who are listening. You can join us on WeChat at Cliff Central. You can also call in on 0861555189. So Ryan, I just, just, just before we leave, you know, what is next for Ryan? Because, you know, we concentrate not just on South Africa, but you know, Pan-Africa, Africa as a whole. Do you see yourself moving into the African spaces? Yeah. No, you know what? Like within the next, within the next week and a half, we're launching our online store. So basically what we want to do is we want to open up all of our channels internationally. We don't just want to focus within South Africa or Joburg. Like we don't want that at all. We want to take our brand international and we don't want to, we want everyone to be able to get their hands on good quality garments, regardless of whether you're in New York, whether you are in London, which I think that, I think that, I think that'll be a great thing. I mean, people, people will then be like, what's going on in Africa? You know, like, I mean, yeah. we really are, we, we are not far behind. And I think it's a matter of certain, like people in the industry, I think it's a matter of people just taking it to that next step and taking things internationally. Um, and, I mean, yeah, we'll throw, we'll throw each other, we'll throw ourselves on the, like, big fashion maps and maybe, you know, we may be the next Paris Fashion Week. Yes, mm. very true. Ryan, what are your parting shots? What would you like to leave our listeners with? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> whether, whether it's a dress that they can come pick up from your store on Fourth <laughs> Avenue or whether it's a kiss or whether it's a two-liner, what would you like to leave our listeners with? I would say if you want to come, like, I mean, I'm always in the store. Come and sit down, chat to me. And have champagne. Come have some champagne. (laughs) (laughs) You know, come fast, like have a chat with me, whatever it is. I'm like 99% of the time I'm there. Email me, ryan at keysfashion.co.za. Um, go into my Facebook page. I mean, you can really, you can contact me through there. Um, we're big on also all forms of social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. So find us there. If there's questions you want to ask, if there's something you would like to know, I mean, if you want to know something more about the brand, you're more than welcome to ask. We're you're open <laughs> book. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. It was such a lovely, lovely um, session with you today. Um, it's you. very great having you in studio. This is Ryan Keys, head designer and owner of Keys Fashion on 4th Avenue in Packhurst. Um, you heard where you can find him. And Ryan, before we will let you go, we've got this little thing that we do. Mm-hmm. So the question is, who would you want to dress? We're going to start with, we're going to finish with you so that we can give you a few minutes to think. <laughs> but if you got an opportunity to dress someone today, whether they just don't know how to dress or whether they're just like the goddess yeah. that you would want to dress. Okay. So I think we'll start with Kayla. Kayla, who would you want to dress? <laughs> okay. So I was so nervous with the name. I kept, I just hope I get it. Nolene Malwana Santo. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Okay. So Nolene is a presenter and she uh, hosted her last show on Three Talk. I mean, she's a phenomenal woman. Yeah. Great show, but girl. <laughs> she, <and> I mean, <laughs> I just, 
<laughs> Let's just I leave mean, it I, 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 I looked at what she w- I mean, if it was my last show after I think it was 12 years I would be in studio in a ball gown I just wanted to take everything off that she was wearing And just redress her And just really turn her into the goddess that she really is I, th- I honestly think that she did not do herself justice For somebody who had been in the industry for to- so long She's a game changer So that is the person that I would want to dress Wow Liz, um, I want to take it to um, Ryan. Let's just go from that side. <laughs> so right. now, yes, now I'm jumping to you. Um, locally, I have dressed like most people, so I have been very, very fortunate with that. Um, if I had to say anyone, if I had to say locally, I always love Raline. So that's that's one person that I do always love to dress. Miss R- Miss, uh, Miss, Miss World. World. Oh, yeah, nice. Raline Strauss. <laughs> um, so who would you want to dress? Let's just go straight to the person to and why. Lady Gaga. And why? Because I could go crazy. I don't have any boundaries. I mean, and he literally. Is crazy. Yeah, I can literally go absolutely mad, mad with the gar- with the garment, whatever it is, and not care. She would okay. wear it. It's okay. not like what was like with a lot of people is that they're too intimidated to yeah. too intimidated to wear something, or they're a bit scared, or it's a bit risque, or whatever it is. Wow. So definitely Lady Gaga. And uh, Mr. Moe Peterson. Yes. Mr. Gareth Cliff, and because the party's coming up, you know, I would just love to see him in a nice tailored suit styled by me. And Duncan. Duncan Duncan. is over here like, why is nobody choosing me? And Duncan. And Duncan. (laughs) All right. I would want to dress Estelle. I mean, I have a lot of people, but I'm going to go with Estelle. Estelle is one of my music icons. I look up to her. I love her music. I love who she is. I just feel like I want to dress her so that we can get it right. I'm you not sure what happened with the situation in this area here, but I just know. With the jaw? No, I but I just know that I want to dress Estelle. Anyway, so that is a, a very fun um a little, little segment that we've little added thing. to our show yeah. because we need to remember that it is about fashion. Yes, we dissect the business behind fashion, but we always need to remember that we're in fashion. So we love doing little things like this, you know, just to get. And we want to know, please tweet us at Fashion Lab Africa at, um, Cliff Cent- at cliffcentral.com. And we want to know who would you want to dress, whether it is because their style is just bad or because you think that they need an upgrade because there are some people that are really great fashion, but their style just needs a little bit of a... An upgrade. Revamp. You know, they dress nice. <laughs> I was talking about this years and I'm like, you know, when someone just looks nice. Yeah. Like, like, oh, you yeah. look nice. Nice you know? is not nice enough. Nice is not nice enough. <laughs> yeah. uh, what yeah. do you look like today? Do you think you look nice or whoa, whoa? Oh, I'm a sophisticated. I'm ready to Okay, run guys, the world, we're going <laughs> to put up pictures of what Kayla is wearing because she thinks she's above nice. <laughs> and what do you think I'm looking like today? Nice or above or below or just nice? I told you you look like a supermodel when you came in this okay. morning. So you don't even have to ask me. Okay. That. Okay. <laughs> we're going to tweet those pictures right now. <laughs> and hear from our listeners. Anyway, it's been so, um, it's been a lovely, lovely day just sitting here. You've had it all from Ryan. You've had it from the South Africa National Fashion Council, our, uh, the CEO, Anita Stanbury. You've had it from, um, lovely Morwick here with a little extra information around the 200 milli milli yes, for those yes, who yes, are yes, serious yes, about this. Yes. And you know where to find all of this information. If you've been listening, this has been a lovely, lovely morning, um, right here at the Cliff Central. This is the Fashion Lab team. Holding it down like we do when we do. Uh, I am Lisa Gumba Regisford with lovely Morwick Peterson, my co-host, our in-house fashion trend analyst, uh, Kayla Stambul. 
um, Ryan has definitely been very nice to us today and just chilled and been very patient. But this is how we dissect the business behind fashion. We care about development within the fashion industry in Africa and beyond, and we hope that we can be able to play a big role in taking this thing to where it needs to be. What are your parting shots, lovely Fab Stars? Thank you so much to all our listeners, you know, for engaging with us and listening to the show. I just want to leave you again with, I am African before I am South African. Thank you so much for listening. This is Kayla Stamble. We were so excited to have you once again today. We think that um, the show was really great. And we hope that you really got um, something from us. If there's any questions that you have for us, you can tweet us at Fashion Lab Africa on our Facebook page, um, Fashion Lab Africa. And we'll be more than happy to assist. And if you've got some suggestions or if you've got something to say, we're more than happy to hear from you. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, guys. You. It is time for Africa. Let's do it. Let's get off our backside and run with this thing, baby. Have a fantastic Thursday afternoon. Thank you for listening Thank and you. goodbye. Goodbye.